everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Everybody. Hello. Hey. Welcome to episode 108 of Hop Culture. How are we all doing this fine day? Just hanging in there. <laughs> Did anyone think of anything? I think Anne already answered. I gave Dottie her first ponytail. <gasps> oh, cute. cute! That was so cute. Was it? In, was it the one in the picture that mm-hmm. you sent us today? Yeah, so cute. Well, I've had. Uh, last week was an eventful week because me and Grace and my two oldest girls got to go see Aladdin, which came to town, which was mm-hmm. super duper fun and really good. And the girls had a blast. And then the night previous, I had gone with Molly. Um, Our parents had gotten her tickets to um, Paw Patrol Live at my suggestion. I don't feel like that's something mom would have chosen on her own. (laughs) But it's so hard. She has a – Molly has a Christmas time birthday and she's the third girl. So, like, when I'm thinking of concrete items to get her, it's very hard to think of things that we don't already own. So I'm always trying to think creatively about gifts for her. Um, so I had suggested like, you know, yeah, like an event or something. Um, and she loves Paw Patrol. So uh, the show was this last weekend and she loved it. It was lots of fun. It's the first time I'd ever been to one of those like something, something live sort of things. <laughs> and it was an experience for sure. I guess it just I left feeling poor and penniless because people were dropping money at that thing. Like I've never seen in my life. Like I was like, <laughs> whoa. Well, just the merch and the snacks. There was like the wands and the bubbles and the light up things. And wow. it seemed like all the children had them. And it, it was like my <laughs> eyes were opened. Like a whole new, <laughs> a whole new world. Um, but Molly, bless her heart, did not even ask me for any of the merch. I was very grateful because I would have told her no. So <laughs> well, yeah, she, it would have been a learning experience for her to realize that like our family doesn't doesn't buy that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we just don't. Yeah. We don't buy snacks. We don't do <laughs> nothing in a venue is going to be purchased once we're inside. So just get that through your head. But no, it was super fun. I was impressed that the cuz it was at Playhouse Square, which is like nice like Broadway theater venues. It's not it was I thought it would be like in an arena of some kind with more like stadium seating concrete, but it was like nice seats. And I was very shocked that they allowed the Paw Patrol crowd there because things were getting spilled left and right. There were bubble, the bubble wands were, you know, that's like sticky stuff all over the place. The little girl across from us was using her bubble wand to just coat the entire back of the chair in front of her with like a thick layer of bubbles. And it was just like dripping and sliding down. And I was like, oh, man, the poor people that have to clean up after this group, it's going to be really hard. Um, But it was great because it was like the only performance I've ever been to where 
really the only event of any kind where I was not worried about my kids' behavior because it was all kids. So there were kids leaving, there were kids crying, parents going in and out a million times, and like no one cared. So that was that was nice to kind of like take the load off. Well, what can I even say? There's <laughs> Gwen and I are just hanging in there <laughs> until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot that you said. Why is everyone just hanging in there? <laughs> I'm sorry, we're just um, we're just eking by. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> That's to worse. Has she had a sleep regression? No. I don't know if it's a regression or she's just refusing to nap. Is mostly mm. Um, mm. the thing, but she has learned to like Superman when you like hold her up. She does like a full like <laughs> dirty so dancing. Like, it's so it's so cute. We need a video and, of that. Yeah, I'll take a video. But it's fun because we can see her neck for the first time ever. <laughs> she has Claire was remarking when she was here, and I didn't, I didn't really like fully realize what she meant until this week. That Gwen has no neck. It's just like straight, like chubby face into chubby body. There's like no break. <laughs> And um, I saw, like, another baby this week, um, like, a a friend of mine's baby, and she had a neck. And I was just, like, shocked. I was, like, I thought all babies were were just necklace. But anyway, she's she's very cute. Um, I have some good things from this week, but they're my weekly wins. You got to save them. Got to save them. I didn't know babies could have necks until I had Henry because my girls never had a neck. So you don't realize (laughs) what a little squish you have until you look back. Because in the moment, like, I I felt like that with Molly. People would always comment on, like, how chunky she was and stuff. And I I mean, I wasn't offended by it. I loved it. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, she was so squishy. Like, I didn't really appreciated at the time or like their cheeks i'm like oh their cheeks were just epic and like i didn't even i was immersed in it and i didn't even fully appreciate it you know so mm-hmm. you never realize what you've got until your baby develops a neck and you can never get that necklace time back <laughs> wow that's really that's really sad really dark that was, sorry that was too dark sorry that was too dark i didn't mean it to be um well I've been hanging in there as well. This week has been great because so we we got the topic for this episode because if you've been following the financial news, Silicon Valley Bank crashed last weekend. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll it'll have been a little bit. They had a, a run on the bank. They weren't able to get people their money and the bank had to shut down. It was a whole big mess. I found out that my company had some banked with SVB. I don't know how much of our money was was in the bank, but it was sort of stressful because they were they were working on making sure we had the money. And especially with startups, it's and a lot of startups banked with that bank because they, you know, based in Silicon Valley, they were that was sort of their market was like these tech companies and these startups. And so all of these companies were in a crunch because when you have a startup, you really need cash flow, like a big established business, if they miss a payment on something or, or they miss being able to make payday with their with their employees, like it's not as big of a deal sometimes, but they were stressed that like, you know, are we going to even be able to get our money out? And by Sunday, we found out like it, everything's going to be fine. The government stepped in, everything was good. 
So as soon as I found out that it wasn't going to affect me, I sort of stopped following the news. So I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the how, status currently. What the status is. All I know is that I'm in the clear. I'm feeling good. So that's yeah. how. That's just human See nature. You. Unless mm-hmm. it affects us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I read about that. It was like all weekend I was reading up on it. Like felt like I knew the whole situation. And then come Monday, I'm like, I couldn't care less. Thank heavens for It's a Wonderful Life because that was the only reference point I had for. <laughs> it was a really fun. I was, uh, when this happened, I was like, wow, it's just like in the movies. I was so glad that I finally watched It's a Wonderful Life because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm living this right now. For some reason, I thought that the possibility of that happening was fixed after the Great Depression. <laughs> I don't know why in my mind that they were connected. Like like the the you bank don't remember, scene, like, the last recession. I don't know. I didn't know they were connected. I thought that was about real estate based on the Big Short. That's the only that's the only reference point I have for the two thousand eight crash. All I know the two thousand eight crash. It's impossible to really unravel. I feel like there were yeah, so many there, things that there went into really that. Yeah, happening. I was and a sophomore. I, in I'm college. not even going to pretend to be able to. Name them all. 2008 was a wild time. We had Sarah Palin. We had the crash, the stock or the the financial issue. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, Justin Bieber just starting to come onto the scene. That's so true. That is so real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was an underrated time. Or maybe overrated based on the financial ruin that a lot of people faced. But um, (laughs) we're so glad that at least for now, it seems like – Things are stable for you. And we don't want to make light of like what a serious situation it was for people because I'm sure pe- we have people listening that are like affected by this. Um, but all of this talk of like panic and worry, it kind of got us thinking about other times that, you know, we've we've worried unnecessarily maybe and everything turned out okay. Um, me most of all because I feel like panicking <laughs> and overreacting – is a, a major part of my personal brand. My fight or flight is flipped to the on switch pretty much Claire, constantly. <laughs> her physical reaction when she's panicking about something, when you know it's not a big deal, is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what do you it, mean? Just like, to see, like the like the way you look around. Jerky. Wait, you're saying you're, like when you know it's not a big deal, but. <laughs> Yeah, I like when it I when it's clear that you're overreacting about something, it's very funny. I would imagine <laughs> yeah. if like someone were hurt and you were like panicking, it wouldn't be funny. So I'm just saying in it's instances weird where like I don't get very panicky when it's like really a problem. Like I've actually been told mm-hmm. many times, like I can't believe you're like so calm right now. Like, especially with the, like, medical stuff with my kids, almost to the point where I'm, like, a little offended because I've had, like, doctors and nurses being like, wow, you're acting really calm right now. Almost, like, accusatory. Like, do you care about your child? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just not the type to, like, I don't cry in front of people. You know, I'm just, like, I'm just not going to, like, be panicking When I'm, like, really stressed or, like, you know, kind of in shock or something. Not that I've had, like, really bad medical stuff with my kids. But times where there have been, like, something scary or someone's gotten hurt. I don't know. I just don't tend to 
panic as much, but if it's like something stupid, I will react every time. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually really a good litmus test for how some serious something really is. It's like if I'm overreacting or underreacting. Um, so we just thought we would take a little <laughs> I'm just imagining like your hands flying up like shaking yeah. at the sky. Like uh-huh. uh, Well, I'm imagining my clenching my thumbs thing that I do. Oh yeah. That's not necessarily panic. That's more like anger or like frustration. (laughs) If I wrap my hands around my thumbs. I'm picturing Claire's head whipping back and forth, looking all around. (laughs) Looking at, like, is everyone else seeing this? (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so mean. (laughs) Enough about me, though, okay? Let's let's start with someone else. What's a time that you've panicked (laughs) necessarily and uh, had to... uh, Bite, bite your tongue afterwards. I came prepared with a couple examples, but they are about you. Yeah, <laughs> about you. Oh, no. oh, that's so mean. No, I tried. The okay. This is. I mean, I just. I don't feel like I. I'm not as comic at overreacting. My overreactions. That's are probably true. More Grace, like Grace's overreactions. That's actually so true. Sad. Grace in crisis is actually really heartbreaking. What? Because <laughs> we're just so sad for her. And like, it's, yeah, it's not. It's, what, I, what are you, what are you even, could you possibly be talking about? I feel like times when like Jet has been. Yeah. <gasps> that oh, time, that's true. The time okay. I came to visit you or I was in Utah for a girl's trip and, um, I stayed with Grace at the end when she still lived there and Jet had eaten like metal or something. He'd eaten moldy pasta. <laughs> he'd eaten moldy pasta. That's what it was. But he was really sick. And he'd gotten out and he'd gone into the neighborhood. He came and he brought it back with him. He he escaped and then he brought himself back this like little bit of <laughs> blue pasta. It was oh, so that's so foul. <laughs> Yeah, but you had to take him in to the doctor. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing, but it was just like so. It, it I'm was a lot be really more, like, expensive. Trying, <laughs> like, like trying to pretend like it's not a big deal, and like, yeah, like I'm, I'm just I'm gonna sure take him in. I'm sure he's okay, mm-hmm. but sort of like <laughs> clearly lying that it's everything's fine. But no, my this is an overreaction about Jet that I wanted to that I do have a story about, but it's it's not quite as as sad since I've moved. I don't. It's it's only been happening since I moved to Ohio, and it's because the squirrels here are – we have so many squirrels, and they're big, and they have fluffy golden coats. Wouldn't you say we have a lot of, like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm trying to remember squirrels? what other squirrels are like. I don't know. They're, like, they're not like as golden. smaller and brown. Smaller mm-hmm. and brown. Yeah, yeah. Our squirrels here are, like, intense and, Giant. yeah, a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Fearless. And – Jet is a golden fur chihuahua. So the, <laughs> the size difference, he's a bigger chihuahua, but still. Out of the corner of your eye. Enough, yeah. Out of the corner of my eye, I'm constantly, <laughs> it goes in both directions because I'm constantly looking out in the yard and going, oh no, Jet got out. <laughs> and it's just squirrels. And sometimes they're up high. Like they'll be up on a gable. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh no, Jet. There? And it's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. But the worst is in my house, I'll see movement out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, squirrel! And it's it's every time it's jet. There's never been a squirrel in my house, but that probably happens to me at least twice a week since I've moved to Ohio. It's like constant. 
I could see that. A good uh, corner of your eye mistake one for the other is a great mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. a great panic moment. I feel like I'm like our mom did that a lot growing up. No. Mom <laughs> does that. That's probably mom's <laughs> biggest overreaction. Yeah. I I've seen this thing on social media that like if you have um a big like startle reflex, it's a sign of trauma, which I'm sure is true for some people, but I'm like that can't be I don't true. Have trauma. Family. I'm like no. I'm like I don't have like childhood trauma, but I startle so easily, and I inherited it from mom, for mm-hmm. sure. Who inherited it from grandma? It's yeah. like this yeah. is hereditary. Yeah. Today I came. I came running down the stairs like I was getting Molly ready for school, and I whipped open like our hallway closet to get her stuff, like her coat and stuff out, and she was in the hallway closet. Like with the door closed, <gasps> and I think she was just in there getting her coat out. But for some reason, she, reason she'd close the door behind her, and I, I like just screamed like I was terrified. <laughs> and she, her little face looked so confused, like she was smiling, but she was kind of like, "I'm not sure what's going on." And I was like, "You scared me so bad." And I was like, "Did you mean to do that?" And she was like, "I was just in here getting my coat," but I could tell she was like. Kind of trying to figure out, like, did I do something funny? Because I was laughing after. <laughs> and I could tell. I was like, great. I've created a monster now that she knows that, like, this is a an entertaining thing. But I don't know that she has the, like, think-ahead skills yet to purposely scare me. <laughs> I feel like she'll just. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. It's going to make life really miserable. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell one about Grace then to get back oh. at her. Um, she did not overreact, but this features her. She's given me permission to share this. Um, I think we've – have we told this story on the podcast, the camping story? I feel like Probably, we must have told it. It's, it's, it's been it's a long time. Long we enough ago that we'll just, we'll just yeah. tell it again. So I – we went camping um, when we were kids and our dad made Grace laugh. We were all in the tent ready to go to sleep. Um, Tess wasn't born yet. Anne was like a young toddler, maybe a baby. Um. And Grace and I were little. And dad was doing like a funny dance to entertain everyone, <laughs> um, being the ham that he is. And Grace, we we're all, you know, laughing. It was hilarious. And Grace was laughing really hard. <laughs> then kind of choked on like her laughter and started coughing. And then I heard mom go, Mark, Grace threw up. And I... <laughs> She laughed so hard, she choked, and then she barfed. And I got up and flew out of the tent into the woods. I was like, I'm not going to be here. I was really scared of barf as a kid. Um, I mean, who isn't? But I, I've gotten over it a little bit now as an adult. But as a kid, it was definitely one of my phobias. So I flew out, and I just went and got in her car, which was unlocked. And I'm watching unhelpfully is dad's like getting out of the tent getting grace's sleeping bag (laughs) shaking it out in the woods i'm like watching him like try to deal with all this and then a little while later he comes back and he's like claire claire i wasn't the first thing they dealt with (laughs) dealing with like barfy sleeping bag first and then later we're like oh yeah claire left um i was just in the car but i enjoyed the drama of being like oh they're looking for me (laughs) Like watching <laughs> Dad look for me. I couldn't think of any stories, um, but I was asking Matt. He did have a story of me overreacting recently. We went to Home Goods, 
And I have been on the search for some throw pillows for our bed. And I don't know exactly like what I'm looking for, but I just know like I'll know it when I see it. And I found these really cute throw pillows um, that were like perfect. And um, they were everything that I had ever hoped I'd find. And (laughs) so I was like, okay, like I know you don't like throw pillows, but we just need these two throw pillows. And he was like, but we have throw pillows. You never put them on the bed. He was making some really good points. And I did have to agree with him in the end. And I put the throw pillows back. Um, (laughs) But not before I like warned him that I would never forget. (laughs) 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 And like, we're like in line and I'm all like, sad and like looking back at the pillows and just like these were the perfect throw pillows and I'll never find better ones and um you know he's telling me it's gonna be okay not five minutes later we were in the car and I was like that was like so fun like we never really go to home goods together but like didn't you have a good time and he's like well yeah, but I feel like like I ruined it at the end with the pillows. And I was like, pillows? What? Like, what pillows? I had already forgotten. <laughs> I was just still like, oh, I had such a good time. So it was probably a little bit of an overreaction to say that I'd never forget them because I promptly did. That is pretty classic Anne. Is she, she will threaten a grudge or threaten... <laughs> Yeah, threaten to never forget something or yeah. never forgive or something, but it's not true. It doesn't though, happen. I have a terrible memory, so I will immediately forget. Mm-hmm. That kind of shows that the uh, home goods haze is really just that, like, you want the fun of looking at everything, mm-hmm. but like it's still fun even if you don't buy anything. Yeah, exactly. Which is not really what I want to hear because I want to buy yeah. the things at home goods too. I. Also was struggling to think of time. I know that I do this too. I am definitely an overreactor. I could tell you many uh, stories. I have dramatic ups and downs. Um, <laughs> yeah. My downs, my lows are real low. <laughs> but um, And I always bounce back really fast. But I want to tell a story of Luke um, from last year. It's it could be tragic or it could be funny depending <laughs> how you look at it. I can't wait. So, when I was pregnant last year, I was it was my first trimester and Luke and I went to Florida just for like a little trip before we moved to Kirksville. And so we spent like all day every day just sitting on the beach. So, one day we took our our beach chairs that they had at the Airbnb and we took them to the beach and we sat there for hours like reading and hanging out. And so when we left, I had these little like bruises on my legs on like the backs of my legs where I had been sitting on the beach chair, but it was in like a weird, they were in a very weird pattern and they were like really bright purple bruises, like very, very bizarre. Like you wouldn't expect to bruise from sitting in a beach chair. Um, apparently that's very common when you're pregnant, but we did not 
realize that. And so when we searched, I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned about it because I was just like, it's probably just something, you know, just bruising from sitting for so long. But then Luke looked up on Google and he, he looked up like bright purple bruises on legs pregnant or something like that. <laughs> and the only thing that came up was something like really, like basically instantly terminal. <laughs> Like the, the, like, illness that he, it wasn't an illness, it was like a blood clotting issue, um, which is not what I had, but he was convinced. And so then he kind of convinced me. And, um, he was like, we gotta go to the emergency room now. But I was, I was kind of like believing him that maybe I was about to die, but I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to pay for another. We had already been to urgent care once on that trip for me, and I wasn't insured in the state of Florida. Um, and so we had to pay out of pocket, and I was just like, I don't want to pay again. So I was like, no, no. Let's just wait it out. You're like, if there's nothing they can do, then there's no point of going to the emergency room. Exactly. If I die, then we know that's what it was. And if I don't, then we know it's not. Um, Because it was supposed to be like a very fast acting situation. (laughs) So I was like, let's just go to dinner because it was our last night. And we had planned to go to like this nice seafood place um, for our last night there. And so we went and... (laughs) While we were there, Luke got really nauseous and started convincing himself that he was having a heart attack. His his arm was tingling up to his shoulder. He was like really, like, I've never seen him that way. He's usually a very, like, happy-go-lucky type of guy. So it was very, like, it was, like, kind of concerning, but I was like... There's nothing nothing I can do about it. So I just was eating my food and he kept going to the bathroom because he kept thinking he was going to throw up. And finally, he didn't eat a bite of food and the waitress finally came and she was, she could tell he was sick and she was like, can I... Can I bring you a spray? And he, so she brought him a spray. Oh, that's so to help him. sweet. Oh my <laughs> so then we left and just walked like so somberly back to our Airbnb. And it was uh, just a very bad, bad night, bad afternoon. But then finally he did some more internet research and found some forums of ladies, pregnant ladies being like, what are these weird bruises on the backs of my legs? Like, has anyone had this? And there were a bunch of pictures of <laughs> of these ladies who had the same thing. They all had just they all had just sit down on like weird bumpy surfaces and gotten <laughs> bruises from it. <laughs> so then all was well. Bless Uh-oh, those but- forums because they've put my mind at ease many times. Mm-hmm. It's true. Why isn't that the first thing that comes up on Google when you yeah. like a forum like- will tell you anything? <laughs> It will tell you whatever you want to hear. That's true. It's, for better or yeah. so true. Whether it you're looking for good news or bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We had oh, to leave so true. an old Navy in a rush um, during <laughs> my first trimester with Ella. Do I was having similar symptoms to Luke, um, but I had just eaten a ton of uh, bottomless steak fries at Red Robin <laughs> um, with a birthday <laughs> coupon. <laughs> 
happened. <laughs> it wasn't due to panic. It was like just due to like poor choices. <laughs> I was like in so much pain. I remember that. that. I was like <laughs> – I was literally like limping out of that old baby, like in like dire straits. I was like, we just got to go home. Like, I can't do this. It's so painful. And those steak fries just never quite tasted as good after. But (laughs) poor Luke, I know, I know the hypochondria very well. I've been there many times myself. Does anyone else have any other ones? I was duped, listeners, because I suggested this topic. Everyone was like, yeah, this sounds fun. Like, this, that's a good topic. And everyone's just brought stories about me. I did not know this was going to turn into a roast. So I'm a little. It, I mean, the, the topic, it sounded topical. And I was like, oh, that's, that'll be fun. And mm-hmm. then when it really came down to it, Claire just overreacts so mm-hmm. much. It's true. And it's like, it, it is just so comical. Tess and Claire are very similar in that. You can tell by their reaction if something's serious or not, because <laughs> if they are really reacting, it's probably something silly. And if if they aren't, they probably should be. Like when Tess, when Tess said, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm just <laughs> kept eating her seafood. Um, so I have another story about Claire. I Losing track of what we've, we've told, but Claire, do you remember when you – we're trying to get on tracks. Have we told? We've told this one. <laughs> Just getting on and off public transportation was always stressful for me. I would gather my people around and like clutch them so we could get on and off as a group. Yeah, traveling without Claire, I realized like how not stressful um, public transportation <laughs> could be. It's so mean. True. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But you know, you're never gonna leave one of the people. You're not gonna have a home alone situation mm-hmm. with Claire. That's for sure. But well, yeah, might. you, yeah, <laughs> actually, actually never. <laughs> so yeah, when she was in, in college, so quite old, uh, she was trying to get on tracks, which is the public <laughs> train in Salt Lake. Not a, not a scary situation. <laughs> it's like eight stops. <laughs> it's like not yeah, it's, very, it's very small. I mean, it goes a, further out, but like we were just right downtown. So it was not so like a large Yeah, she was expanse. downtown with our with our grandparents. So in a city where our grandparents live and are very familiar with, so really just not I cannot stress how simple of a situation this Downtown Salt Lake could not was. be easier to navigate because <laughs> it's a grid system, so you always know where you are. But she somehow got on before they did and they didn't realize and the doors closed behind her. <laughs> The train was pulling away. I was she running, was run, <laughs> running along along the windows. I was trying to motion like, like your hands, like up. I'll get off, like <laughs> the next stop. I know this wasn't what happened, but I imagine that the end, like the caboose, had a window out the back, which I don't think it did. But I imagine that I like <laughs> pressed up against it, you know, ran, 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 and then it was like they could see my face as it like, pulled away. <laughs> But they college, were like not worried. They were just like, okay, college we'll see you the next in stop. A, in a familiar city with a cell phone. <laughs> I was just, I think I felt guilty that I'd left them behind. Yeah, it was, that was a little scary. Um, well, I have another one about transportation. This was of my own doing. Well, kind of Matt was also partly to blame and husband Matt. Um, 
I know. He's going to be really mad. I would say he'd be mad when he hears this, but he doesn't listen, so I'll never know. um, Okay, so, oh my gosh, this was like so stressful. So I went to visit Anne when they lived in California after she'd had Hazel. I brought Molly with me, and it was so fun, but it was so such an arduous journey to get to Anne's house because I didn't really know... I should have asked more questions or done more research. I've just always been spoiled by living places where there's just like one airport, easy access. There's not a lot of traffic. I wasn't really familiar with like the Bay Area and just how crazy traffic can get there and how there's like multiple airports you could fly into to get to Napa. You know, I just, I was just like, okay, San Francisco is like the easiest place, you know, one to get into. Got a ticket there. And, um, it was, I just didn't consider like that traffic would be a major thing to consider. And then I rented a car to drive to Napa because how far was it? Like an hour without traffic, maybe? Um, I feel like it always took us like a couple hours. Okay. I feel like, so yeah, who knows without traffic, but um, I was going to have to drive and something was up with my phone where it was not, and I did not realize this before I got there. I don't know, but my phone was not navigating correctly. So I think it would like tell you how to get there, but then as you're driving, it was not updating. And so imagine trying to drive out of San Francisco with a baby. I had Molly with me late at night, no idea where I'm going. And I know that Anne lives like far away. And I truly, it was truly like a miracle. Genuinely, I believe it was like heavenly intervention that I got there because (laughs) I would look and try to just memorize where to go. And then once I got lost, I would pull over somewhere and look at like the next few directions and just like repeat them in my head as I was driving. So long story short, I'm trying to return my rental car when I'm coming back to the airport. It had already been very scary because again, I didn't know if I was going to make it there because I didn't know where I was going. That time, since it was my third like run on that freeway, I was like, I think I know like where to go well enough. Um, but I hadn't accounted for traffic, morning traffic, because again, I was like just dumb and didn't think it through. So my flight was leaving at like 10 or something. And when I told Ann and Matt that, they both were like, oh, they're like, it's going to be really bad traffic. So there's nothing to do about it, you know? So I think it took me like three hours to get there and just crawling along as like we're getting to the city. And so as I'm pulling into the rental car place, I'm like, I might not make my flight. Like, because I knew I had to like return my car and then there's a shuttle, but the shuttle only ran like every half hour or something, you know? So I was like, I have to make it on the shuttle. So I'm like in a absolute panic, like trying to return my car in time. And Matt, very sweetly, had... (laughs) Uh, I don't know why he'd seen how I'd installed Molly's car seat, but I remember he was like, that's not tight enough. And he like tightened it so tight. You know how I don't want to be chauvinistic, but men can just, their hands and arms are so much stronger. They can tighten car seats like 20 times tighter than I can. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then you can't get it out. And so, cause it was, I didn't have the kind that has the little, now they make the kinds of like the little buckle things that are super easy, but this was an old school one where it had like the little clips. 
And those are so hard if it's like you can't loosen it, you know? So I pull in and I am like, I'm not going to, and I see them loading up the shuttle and I'm like, I have to make it on the shuttle. So I'm trying to undo the car seat and I'm like, I can't get it out. So all of the employees at this place had like one, I mean, red or black or something. They had some kind of like solid color polo shirt. And so I saw a man with that color polo shirt stand, just standing on the sidewalk and I assumed he was an employee because he was just kind of standing there out in the open, you know, watching things. Like, he didn't look like he was, like, he wasn't with a group or something, you know. And it would have been embarrassing. By the way, I feel like this is still embarrassing even if he was an employee. But I literally <laughs> ran up to him and I was like, please, I need your help. I was like, can you help me get some car seat out of my car? <laughs> was so panicked. Because I was like, I cannot get this out. Like, my hands are slipping from, like, being sweaty and stuff. So he was so nice. He came right over, probably due to shock. But, like, this woman is in peril. He came right over. He was so nice. He was, like, probably, like, late 40s, early 50s. Got it out for me. And then I realized he's a passenger on the shuttle. Like, he, he was with his wife and is like, can I help you with your bags? He was so nice. Like, I think he was just like, wow, she must really be in, like, a struggle here. So then I'm like, oh, no. So I have to ride the shuttle, like, with this couple. And, and then I get to the airport and they're like, can we help you in? Like, they kept, like, trying to help me. Because oh, no. Like, I was in peril. It was so embarrassing. But you know what? I'm grateful I asked for help because I really needed it. And yeah. I would not have made it on that shuttle without his help. Yeah. But it was so embarrassing. Like back on that and like they feel good about helping you. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's – I hope. True. Yeah. Well, one, um, one last childhood one. This one lives in family legend. So once when we were little, um, my mom had gone to the grocery store and – and it was around Christmas time and, you know, she had prepped like some little like uh, neighbor gifts, like goodies or something to take around to the neighbors and had mentioned to our dad, like, oh, we need to take these around just vaguely, like not like, please do this while I'm gone, but just like, oh, yeah, we need to get these to the neighbors. So while she was gone, he decided to go ahead and do that, which honestly, in his defense, now as a parent. I kind of get because as a kid, it was like, dad left us home alone. But now I'm like, oh, I run over to our neighbor's house all the time. Like, <laughs> leave like the kids, not Henry, but like, I'm going to be gone for two minutes, you know? So I'm like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But apparently I, um, I rallied the troops. I gathered, <laughs> gathered the children under my wing and turned it into a drama where we were all like, mom claims she came home and we were crying in the living room. We don't know where dad went or something. Mom claims she came home and the three of us were standing in the front window <laughs> with tears streaming down <laughs> our faces. I loved stirring I really up the drama, though, true. and like creating a drama where there really wasn't one. Yeah, as a child who was five years younger than you, sometimes it was like, a bit disturbing because I couldn't separate like <laughs> the manufactured drama yeah. from reality. And oh my word. So yeah. Anne Ann and really I were like not, really like, crying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there were actually. <laughs> this is tears. probably honestly where my where my 
separation anxiety issues come from. Oh, yeah. I, can pin it, I can track it to this oh, one moment. Word. This is so sad and chilling. <laughs> Grace did, well, I thought your separation anxiety was more because of the lack of direction. Sense of direction. It's not funny to laugh about. But Grace, Grace. That's true. I got, I got lost in our church building when I was like eight. <laughs> Which I don't know how I did because it's just it's a rectangle. Just, it's a square. Yeah. And they're all the same. There's one every building. <laughs> and I didn't I couldn't have gotten too lost because You just walk in a circle and you'll be back. It wasn't at point like a. you guys left me behind. It was just like maybe for 30 seconds I <laughs> Well we moved find. recently. We I had think. just moved and I was little. You were disoriented. But yeah, after that... Didn't mom was, have to sit outside your classroom for, like, a couple yeah, months? Yeah, she had to sit outside of my primary class for, for months. She would... I would, like, just make sure she was out out there, and then I could go to primary, but otherwise I wouldn't, so... I remember oh as gosh. a six-year-old thinking, like, what is wrong with Grace? <laughs> Grace, why is she going to get over this? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Anne was scathing even as a young child. Yeah, yeah, she was aware of herself in a way that I just wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been so much fun, but really the moral of the story is that most of the time, everything turns out all right. So go in peace, sweet listeners. Does anyone have a weekly win? Boy, do I. I discovered a fantastic product from Hot Pocket, mm. which is... <gasps> I know what it's going to be. The Deli Witch? Mm-hmm. Just you've seen the commercials? I've seen the commercials and I thought, who would buy that? And then I kind of thought, actually, that seems like something that could actually be really good. Secret. At first, yeah, I saw it and I was like, mm, I don't know if that looks good. And I bought it and I came home, I put them in my freezer and I was like, these look gross. Why did I buy this? Like, I, I wish I hadn't. Then I tried it and they're really good. I got the ham and cheddar. They're just basically a ham and cheddar in a roll. <laughs> so I mean, it, what's not what's not to like there? But they're expensive, and you know I'm sure they're full of like preservatives or whatever. So I started making my own, Ooh. and they're not as they're not as good as the hot pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're a lot cheaper. So that's oh, and I've also I don't I'm really I guess I'm just really into ham and cheese sandwiches right now because I've also been making. Monte Cristo sandwiches. Ooh. Monte Carlo. I just get mixed Monte up. Which one's? Monte. I couldn't tell you what a Monte Carlo is. I know what a Monte Cristo. A Monte Cristo is the one with like the jam, right? Yeah, I don't do any jam, but it's, yeah. I just make a ham and cheese. I put ham and Swiss on some brioche bread, and then I dip it in a French toast mix, and I grill it. Delicious. Mm, that sounds cool. so good. It's so good. I didn't know it would be so good. I thought I invented it. And then as I was eating it, I was like, wow, this is the best sandwich I've ever, ever had. And then I realized you thought wait, you I think this exists. You truly <laughs> thought up, but like you think you thought up dipping it in because I'm impressed you thought up dipping it in French toast dip without any outside well, influence. What I thought of was I had made French toast and I was like, Ugh, I always hate French toast because it's so it's too sweet. There's something about it I don't like. I was like, I wish I just had like savory French toast, like mm-hmm. a savory crepe. And then I was like, I should make that. And then I did. And then I remembered that it already exists. So. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. It, I want to try I'm that. I'm looking at the reviews for 
the hot pocket deli <laughs> witch and the people are not <laughs> not it's, satisfied it's like eight dollars for four it's really expensive small. and there's not really any ham it's more essence of ham oh <laughs> yeah that's what the reviews are it's saying it's with a that smack of ham but it doesn't actually have ham in it <laughs> smack of ham. well i got a laminator <gasps> Ooh, and i'll be honest i'm not sure that i have very many things to laminate but for some reason, I don't know, I was just overcome by the urge to get a laminator. And <laughs> I, I love really that. I feel like <laughs> you didn't have you... things in mind. I know. You're mind. just like, I just need this. <laughs> well, I thought I, I would use it more than I do. I... Yeah. Like, yeah. Over over time, it will pay for itself. I'll yeah, tell you what. Once people know you have one, yeah, you're going to. I was going to say that too. People will like ask to borrow it. It's a nice thing if you want to be like a helpful friend. Be like, yeah, I have a laminator. I, I'm happy to let anyone come over and use my laminator. And I have a lot of laminating sheets. I have a lot of little Velcro dots to make little charts. <gasps> Cute. Oh, oh, nice. Ooh, that's a good idea. So, yeah, I... I might be taking a trip to laminate some things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get people to visit me this way. (laughs) Um, I'm using my new uh, podcasting setup, finally. I finally finished the table that I was working on forever to be like a desk for me and Dave. She looks like a pro now. Mm -hmm. I look Mm -hmm. like a pro. I don't know if anyone notices the sound quality. No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's just not in our like echoey dining room anymore, so... Uh, that's great. And then uh, I'm reading Little House on the Prairie with Ella. And I stand in awe of Charles and Caroline Ingalls. I mean, truly, mm-hmm. how hard it must have been to build a house from scratch out in the middle of nowhere all by yourself and have literally a quilt as your door. And little Jack the dog is the only thing protect- protecting you from like wolves i mean i just can't even fathom like how hard and scary that would be and just like mm-hmm. they can make meals on end from corn and just like i don't know i just i'm reading these stories and i'm like i wouldn't make it 30 seconds you know so mm-hmm. it's it's just been a fun uh reigniting of my obsession with <laughs> like pioneer lifestyle home, exactly and homesteading. Oh, no. i feel like homesteading <laughs> tiktokers are like little house on the prairie grown up kind of yeah for those of us that were obsessed with with it as children we get to watch it as adults now <laughs> luke is always making fun of me because i anytime i cook for other people i always make something that i've never made before and he was like why do you do that why like you're always so stressed when the missionaries come over because <laughs> <laughs> you're like I have no idea how this is going to turn out and things are like out of my control. I just like, (laughs) it's always really chaotic. Um, But I was like, I was telling him, I was like, well, I've just never found like that thing, like that wow factor. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just waiting for the missionaries to be like really excited about something I, I make. And I finally found something that I actually think is a crowd pleaser. And we all really liked it it's this it's just um this mango chicken so it's just like a mango marinade that you make and then you cook your chicken in it and then um 
you shred it and it's got the nice delicious marinade and then serve serve it on coconut rice with mm, yum. mangoes and avocados on top and it's tasty and it's easy and it had the wow factor i that think sounds wow so i'm very i didn't even say wow that was involuntary i wasn't even trying to uh. be funny <laughs> Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 